All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Uh, welcome to another edition of Vitology Podcast. Ryan, hello there. Josh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It is good to see you, and it is good to see all of you out there uh, that will be joining us, uh, whether you're joining us here on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, or on the podcast stream or watching these later. We're so glad that you join us. Uh, this is it's really fun to see how many people are uh, listening, engaging, and and how many people come up afterwards and talk to us about these things. Yeah, it's, that's it's, been fun. It's been, been, been a really lot fun. of fun. And so uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And as always, if you happen to be here as we're recording on 3 p.m. on a Wednesday, which I know is maybe not the best time for everybody, but um, if you happen to be on here, say hi in the comments. And uh, we'd love to engage with you that way. Yes. Get involved. So, yeah, we're uh, we're, we're going to be talking about about life once again, but uh, the study of life. But this time, as in our in our Advent series, yes. right? If yes. uh, we talked about Advent a bit last last time we were together, and what that is, but uh, but. We're in a series. Tell us just a little bit about what we're doing here. Yeah. In the series. Yeah. The series is called Behold or Behold the Lamb of God. And um, that, that word behold actually shows up a number of times in the mm -hmm. Christmas stories as recounted in the different gospel narratives. And so actually so many times that I, I had to pick and choose which stories we taught um, oh, because yeah. there were some that include that word that we just didn't even have time for. So huh. um yeah, we, we tried to pick stories that would take us on a journey as we head towards the manger. So, nice. um, okay. yeah, we're looking at this word, behold, it, it means it's a call to attention. It's a it's an encouragement to the readers to not miss something that's coming up. And so that's sort of um, that, that's why we chose that nice. word, that we would be people who behold. Nice. Now, OK, tell me a little bit. Um, I don't know that we've talked about too much here. A little inspiration for this this series came out of some music yeah yes yeah it Tell came out of my what what is my favorite christmas album okay and but it's only my favorite christmas album because it's the best christmas okay. album written <laughs> oh i see um, oh well <laughs> as long as it's objective objectively speaking <laughs> and it's called behold the lamb of god uh, by andrew peterson okay. and um andrew peterson wrote that album um over 20 years ago and um, it's sort of an anthology. It walks through the history uh, leading up to the birth of Christ and then um, birth of Christ itself in song. Okay. And it's theologically um, really grounded and astute and brilliant. And mm -hmm. it's musically beautiful. And okay. so like, I feel like it's this perfect combination of um, songs that you can sing along to but also songs that really make you think and enter into the story. Nice. There is a song. If you're going to, if you're, if you Google, if you Google and Andrew Peterson, Andrew Peterson, listen to the song Matthew's begets because he has a song that he, where he literally just sings through the genealogy in Matthew chapter no one. Yes. Matthew begets. <laughs> Matthew's begets. So this is your favorite part no, of this? No, you're just thinking. It's, not a, it's definitely not the best song on the album, <laughs> but um, the worship pastor at the church that I was at in, uh, in Colorado, Colorado, South Fellowship, yeah. my good friend, Aaron Bjorklund, I asked him for one Christmas. I'm like, dude, can you do Matthew's begets? And he like, you know, rolls his eyes and is like, Ryan, seriously. I'm like, can you just try? And he's like, I'll try it. And he totally pulled it off. 
because he's amazing. And it was awesome. It was awesome. So did everybody sing along? No, you can't <laughs> you sing along. Say, I would just... <laughs> if, when you listen to it, you will be shocked that he was able to pull it. Matthew, we're going to write this in the, in the feed Matthews here. Matthews begets. begets. Matthews yep. Yep. begets. So, uh, begets. And so, yeah, that's the... <laughs> there you go. Check it out, people. So-and-so begets so-and-so and who begets so-and-so yes. who begets so-and-so. Yes, okay. Yes. That sounds like a beautiful Maybe song. Maybe we could right? cue it up and play it towards yeah, the end. You're not... <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just not pitching this album to me like it's the best ever right now. I feel like that... uh, you just got to listen to it. Listen okay. to it all the way through. And it is one of those where, yeah, I mean, listening to it through yes. instead of the way we tend to listen to music now. So 20 plus years later, right? Yeah. Andrew Peterson is still touring that album. Yeah. So like right now, uh, I just saw on his Instagram feed that they're having a Behold the Lamb yes. concerts in Nashville in right Nashville. now. And I thought... I would love to right. go to Nashville right. some year to hear it live. So he gets a bunch of his friends together and I'm sure they sell it out because people like me fly in from all over because they know it's the best yeah. Christmas album ever written. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of these Nashville, Nashville musicians that has all sorts of friends who's, you know, apparently he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's kind of, I've been influential in a lot of musicians' lives. Oh, he's a consummate sing, singer songwriter. Yeah. He started this group called the Rabbit Room. That's right. The Rabbit where Room. Where they write so cool. um, theology and they creativity and sort of trying to infuse yeah. all the arts together, which just makes my totally. heart sore. Uh, um, I love know, it. So you know, the Rabbit Room was uh, that was the room that C.S. Lewis and the Inklings yes. they met in in a pub called the Eagle and the Child. They, I, nice. I still don't know why that room was called the Rabbit Room. Um, they probably named it. They, they might have named it. I don't know why though. Like maybe the Hobbit Room, it should have been or something. But there you go. But but they named it the Rabbit Room, and so that's C.S. Lewis would have been like, like Tolkien. Yeah, why you always got to take the credit? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, oh, I've been in that in that pub. That room is not does not exist anymore. At least not the way it was. I'm told. Then again, who knows? But wow. uh, yeah, all right. I know. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, I, we don't need to talk about what I did in that pub, but I, I was in that pub. Yeah, that's not what this show's about. No, it's not. <laughs> because that is, yeah, he's one of my one of my heroes. Yeah. Um. So uh, Juan says, hi, hello, Juan. Good hey, Juan. to see you. Juan is joining us. Um. Well, okay, that, I think it's a cool inspiration. And uh, um, just kind of to get behind a little bit about, yeah. about how you do this. I mean, this is one of those things, uh, you know, we do Christmas all the time. Yeah, someone was asking me um, um, just recently, how do you plan Christmas series? Yeah. And I went, how do I plan Christmas series? I <laughs> I don't know. And then, so I started to think about it. Here's how I plan them. Usually during the Christmas season, I come up with an idea that I feel like is way better than the idea uh, I'm currently executing. And I write it in my Evernote, my, my yeah. notes on my phone. And I put it uh, as a note Christmas and whatever the next year's date is. Uh-huh. And then when it starts to become time, I, I look at that note and go, oh, yeah, that. So the series that I did when I first my first Christmas here called A Way in a Manger. Yeah, that's right. Was an idea that I'd had years before that just stuck. Right. Yeah. Like I'm like, I have to do a series on the way of Jesus as exhibited in the incarnation. Exactly. Like, how, What does this teach us about who Jesus is? Yeah. And we were singing Away in a Manger one one Christmas season <laughs> and I was singing it. And I'm like. 
away in a manger. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. This so, is um, I haven't had that that's cool. that muse visit me yet this year for okay, next I was year. Ask that, yeah. Uh, but there's, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's usually how it works. Yeah, because you, I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole idea is, I mean, people might be wondering, like, Kate, I mean, duh, you already have the content. Um, <laughs> because that's that's uh you know that's kind of set for us right we do christmas yeah every year and yet, jesus is born and yet, spoiler alert <laughs> there's a yeah you don't you don't want it to to be ever to be rote you know like yeah. this is the same old thing and uh, you know um i don't know i don't know when the what the rule is on recycling messages for this or series but it's i don't it's, know it's longer than you've been here i know that people that yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i've thought about doing a lectionary series again uh, yeah. um and i'll have to look at which uh what what text those would be next year so anyway all right that, that's an idea all I'll right just call it advent and really lean into that idea but yeah. there you go there you go well well we will see and so i hope you hope you join us uh you know between now and then Yes. You know, we'll be somewhere in the in the 60s, 70s episode or 80s. I don't know where we'll be. We'll be a long time. Tom yeah. Winter is saying hello. Afternoon uh, to you, yes. sir. Yes. Uh, good to see you as well. So, um, okay, well, you know, and here's what we do every week. So uh, we, we dive into to last week's message, unless there's something like big going on. And if we hear something big from you or something culturally is going on, we're going to address that. Uh but we always love, love, love answering your questions or trying to answer your questions or just or just marveling at your questions, mm -hmm. by the way. So that's yeah. that, you know, sometimes um, the point of questions is not just to to answer them. Mm -hmm. OK, because it doesn't work that way, but it's to process them and to dive in a little bit. And so uh, we love seeing your questions come up at questions at EFCC.org or right here in the feed. And uh, and so, like, here's a question for you that that Juan is posting right here as I was talking about that before I even saw it. Um, so you you're we're just on the same wavelength right now, Juan. I appreciate that. Um, what is your favorite? He's saying favorite part about Christmas. Ooh, I have a lot. Um, what can I list a few favorites? I guess I, I guess. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just go favorites. with. I, I love the music. I love the movies. Ah, uh, yes. So, the and that's music. alliteration. And my pastor's heart is just strangely warmed by that. that there those you go. Start with M. So music <laughs> and movies. <laughs> what about you? Music and movies. Um, I love, I love the, I love the morning of, and really just, and any days around it, that it's just sitting around with the family doing nothing. Hmm. Like, you know, the projects kind of get put behind you and you just kind of get to be. And, not, you know, maybe you're you're definitely listening to music and watching movies, right? I mean, that's in there. But it's just the sense of like, <sighs> the projects are I got nothing you. to do. This is, for those of you that know Josh, this is saying <laughs> something because Josh is the consummate project person. Well, you know, person. <laughs> they, they, they may still be there, <laughs> but I just have the freedom to say like, to not no. not work on them at that point. No. Got it. Got no, it. No work projects, no home projects, no nothing. There so. you go. Right, Ooh, like eggnog, that. yes or no from Tom. That's a great uh, question. I give eggnog uh, at least one thumb up. Yeah. Two, <laughs> I think I can I, only I just, do one. It, it makes me full, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. I drink I, like that it, much eggnog. It really depends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't you, you can overdo the eggnog. And so um yes, I I would 
I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not opposed to eggnog. I don't hate eggnog. No. I mean, there are, you know, there are certain things that I won't, I won't do. I, I'm not thinking what those are right now, but certain nogs I won't do. But, <laughs> but eggnog. Eggnog. Yeah. It's an all. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, thank you guys. Look at they're they're on it. They are. I like this. They are. I like this. Great. Well, okay. Well, um, I know I have some questions about uh, our, our message today. And so our, you know, of last week, if, once again, if you haven't listened, go, go pause and listen to that message. Unless you're live, then you can't pause. You are stuck with us. Um, but uh, the idea of surrender, mm -hmm. surrender. And this, in a sense, this is the, this is a story about, about Mary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is, you know, and this is where every, every year almost we, we highlight, Mary, we do as uh, as one of our one of our heroes of Christmas, and uh, and yet um, you you began us with a song, <laughs> with a song that oh just a just a great just a great memory tool. It's one of these I've been uh, I found myself accidentally singing it all yep. week now. So yep, you know I, they it's not a, not a bad one to have stuck in your mind. But uh, well, and see, like not everybody loves that. Um, this will shock you. Right? Really? Not everybody loves that I uh, bring in secular artists or like quote a Beatles song. Okay, right? so it was a Beatles song yeah, that, yeah. That, I, that you quote is a Beatles song. One of their later ones. Yep, one of their later ones. One of their later ones. But you're right. One of the reasons that I do that is because my hope is that when you hear that song or hear like or hum it throughout the week, yeah. you go, okay, yeah, let it be, let it be. Yeah. Um, what God, what would it look like for me to, to say that back to you right now? Yeah. Right. It's that it is a, a, a mnemonic device to get us to try to remember and call to mind a little bit more easily uh -huh. what we've talked about on Sunday, which can so easily be in one ear out the other. Yeah. Now, and I, I, you know, I am not, I, I, I enjoy the Beatles. I, I like the Beatles. I, I'm not, I'm not a Beatle maniac. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not like, I don't know too much about, um, I am interested in like watching, a, there's a show right now, right? There's, there's a, documentary a documentary that, that re just released and I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a, I'm not a massive Beatles fan. I, I enjoy their music, but, yeah. um, so I, in light of the fact that I was referencing this song that oh, was yeah. written during the time where they're, uh, the, this documentary yes, shot, yes. um, get, get on get off get something get something is the name of the documentary if you're okay. curious it's on disney plus um i watched about 45 minutes of it realized that it was a two and a half hour episode one episode episode oh, and wow. i think there were seven episodes oh yeah and i went this is beyond the commitment level that i am <laughs> willing so you, to give this okay i see now, i see i know there's some people that love the documentary for me i was like I'm more of like a fan that would like the one hour yeah. version uh -huh. of it. Peter Jackson. Thank you very much. Not the 15 hour, whatever it yes, ended yes. up being. I, right. I think so, that's a safe thing to say about my love for the Beatles. Yeah. I can take them, you know, so much. Yes. And every so often, but you know, overkill. It, that it might was be a little long in the tooth. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At least for me. Okay, good. At least for me. Good. So, well, I'll have to check it out a little bit, but, uh, so this, uh, but I was struck with how appropriate this song is. It's it is to this remarkable, isn't this it? This is remarkable because, like I said, I I am not a, a Beatle maniac. Do not know like all the lyrics necessarily. I have sung that song. I have, I have uh, heard that song many many times, and I've never placed it the way where you did here, um, because 
this song literally says that Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Yeah. Let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Yep. That like, that is exactly what Paul wrote. Yes. So okay. So here's the here Paul McCartney, is, by the way, not not the apostle. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, that just struck me yeah. as in our conversation. Anyway, uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so uh, some suggest that um, this Mother Mary is he's he's referring to, and I think he said this at some point is his mom. So okay, his mom. Okay. All right. All right. That's. Okay, that would make more sense to me why you didn't like make a bigger deal about it being Mary. I, I thought it was mother like a reference to Mary in the Bible. Yes. That that's which... always the way I read it too. Okay. Um, yeah, and what I said now I I said now I'd want to tell Paul that someone greater than Mother Mary is coming to him, but you get the point. That's what I was yes, yes. That, that's what I said. And I'm glad that I didn't make too much of a reference to the Blessed Virgin Mary, <laughs> you know. Um if if indeed it was his mom who he's talking about, but I, I think most people assume, like I did, that it's the Mary in this text. Yes, I I definitely would have. I think we probably need a Beatles Beatles scholar out there. Yeah, somebody um, to, to let, let, us, let know. us know. Someone has to be um, has to know. Yeah, um, and find that out because that, I'm I'm intrigued by that because it it, it really does it really does fit. It, oh, absolutely, it fits. I mean, because here. Um, Okay, okay. The, the title Mother Mary is not a title we use about Mary, um, but that, that is a it's more of a Catholic. He does capitalize mother. Title. Does he in the in song? The so in the lyrics to the song. Yep. Okay. So there's See. A, it's a, a making it a, a pronoun, you know, title. Was his mom's name really Mary? <laughs> um, okay. All right. All right. That's uh, that's interesting. So, okay. But that I think it was a great it was a great start to. Uh, to this idea and a great room, like just one of those things that, that I won't be able to listen to that song now without, without thinking that, whereas I've heard it for, uh, you know, years and years and it's never crossed my mind that that has anything to do with, uh, you know, the Mary, the mother of Jesus. There you go. So thanks a lot. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so, but the sermon was not about a Beatles song. No, it wasn't. <laughs> not at all. No, it was about this idea of surrender and how challenging that is and how powerful it is. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I think just part of my journey is, um, gosh, I don't want to be a control freak, but, and I can convince myself that I'm not until I lose control. And mm -hmm. then I go, oh, I really actually like being in control. Mm. Um, and so that was one of the things that I said during this message is I don't, I don't usually think I'm a control freak until I lose control. Mm. <laughs> and, and then we realize how hard it is. And so I'm just huh. thinking one of my goals in this message was to try to go back and imagine what it might've been like for, to be married, teenage Mary, engaged, betrothed, yeah. and her whole life ahead of her, all the dreams, all the hopes, all the plans that she and Joseph had. And this announcement that we read as, and it's announced as favor, and that mm -hmm. we read as, oh my goodness, what an unbelievable mm -hmm. honor yeah. to carry the Messiah. And certainly it was. Sure. Was also, it also meant that there were some dreams that she had for her life that she had to let go of. Uh, yeah. Many yes. of them. A lot of them. Absolutely. So, and I think that that's, that's part of the human journey, yeah. right? Is,
what do we do when we're met with circumstances that we can't control, mm. that we wouldn't choose, that we don't like? Um, do we do we try to muscle up, as it were, and fight against that current, or mm -hmm. and and even God's activity in our life, or do we create take a posture like Mary, where we're willing to say uh, what she said, which is, "Behold, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word." Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I love how you said it. That, I mean, here she is as she's hearing this, you know, announcement that all of her dreams are kind of getting torn away a little bit, you know, and 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 I, you know, how much of this she's processing as a fifteen year old, sixteen year old, whatever she is, right? Um, how much she's processing that right now, right at that moment, um, we don't know. We we don't know if. Mary did know. No. One of my least favorite songs, by the way. <laughs> totally. totally. Um, and sorry, tangent. You ready? I can't hear that song either. <laughs> I'm sorry for this, everybody, but I can't hear that song. When we sing that song, when I heard that song sung, I cannot help singing. Hearing in my mind, there's a there's there's a, a mock version of that song that is Vader, Darth Darth Vader. Did you know? And I cannot, for the life of me, hear that song without. We'll hearing. link to that in our show notes too. Vader, Magic yeah. Begets and Vader. Did you know? Vader. Did you know? Oh my goodness! It is. If oh, you're a Star awesome. Wars fan, it is a hilarious song. That is great. only if you're a Star Wars fan and have grown up hearing that song all your life. You know. It That's just, good. it ruined it for me. That's but anyway, funny. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, that, that tangent. Um, so Mary, you know, we don't know how much she was really processing this. Um, but you're right that this is, this is meaning a complete change in what she saw her future looking like. Yeah. Right. The, the, the wedding plans, whatever those were, right. Kind of gets mm -hmm. thrown up in the air. Yeah. I mean, even gosh, it, are people going to believe me? Am, am I going to get stoned for, sure. for getting pregnant before yes. I'm married? Um, what am I going to, if Joseph divorces me, what's my future look like? And um, gosh, there are so many questions that Mary must have had, which was um, one of the things I wanted to point out is that both for Mary and for us saying, let it be also means admitting some things will never be. Right. Some yeah. things that we had hoped for, dreamed about, some things will never be. And plans, dreams, hopes. Uh, I even thought about like her ability to manage her image. Right. And what people think of her gone. Right. So all of these things that um, that she had grown accustomed to just on some level are just taken away with this one announcement. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yet she doesn't, she doesn't fight it. I mean, you know, and this is, and she barely asks, you know, she just doesn't ask as much as I would. Right. Yeah. And, and here's an interesting, like side note, scriptural sort of insight. Maybe she did. Right. Uh, but yeah. we only have recorded mm -hmm. what we have. Sure. Right. Sure. And, I think there's um, there's a lot of 
times I would imagine there was more complex and extended conversation that for whatever reason, Luke doesn't record the whole thing for us. Yes. Oh, um, and I'm sure you'd agree. Absolutely. So it's, it's one of those things where I, I love to just part of my like prayer journey and utilizing scripture for prayer is just trying to imagine yeah. what, what might the rest of that conversation looks look like if we don't have the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great that's a great observation question, you know, that that we have to we have to recognize that um, you know, I mean, I think of things like the, uh, the sermon on the mount that was it is it if you read it through 15 minutes or something something like that. Something like that, right? There's you know, three chapters, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, when's the last time you did a 15-minute sermon? <laughs> uh, 15-minute intro? Intro, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, things like that, there's there's probably a lot more to that. And he's preaching all day long, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of things that um, we're, we're getting a summarized version of this. Yeah. And and that, that makes sense. And yet, at the same time, that this is where uh, Luke seems to think that this is what we need to know of it, yeah. right? Yeah. This is This is all that is important for us to see is that she uh, she hears this message and and he's highlighting her faith in this yeah for sure oh big time and and i think letting us know uh there's a process there mm-hmm. right so yeah. she responds with um initially with trouble she's troubled then she discerns then she questions then she listens again and surrenders yeah yeah and I think there's uh, my, my, what I wanted to suggest during the message is, gosh, there is a wisdom to the path that she lays down that I think mm. if we really want to surrender as well, we would be um, wise to consider. Mm-hmm. And, and I, mm. one of the reasons that I say that is because I think there's some shortcuts to surrender that don't actually get you there. Okay. I think it gets you to a place of um, uh, maybe like that's it, maybe a little bit more disingenuous okay. and um, almost fatalistic rather than surrender. Does okay. that make sense? T- um, yeah. Talk a little bit more about shortcuts to surrender. What What do you mean by that? Okay. So when I talked about um, naming our fear, okay, uh, I think that's a big part of surrender. It's going, God, I'm. these are things that terrify me about mm. this journey. And maybe even naming our pain mm. and naming the dreams that have died and God, I, I, I do surrender and I want to surrender. And yet this isn't what I choose. And I think there's sometimes, um, and I hope people, our listeners don't take this the wrong way, but there are times when Christians can rely on trite, um, sentimental Mm. cliches that build a, um, Hmm. that that build a wall between us and, and reality, what's really going on in our soul that doesn't really serve us. Okay. So it's almost like giving lip service to surrender, saying we surrender, but deep down holding on. Yeah. And going, gosh, this isn't what I choose, but I don't feel like I can say that because God is God. Interesting. And he's sovereign and he is, Mm -hmm. that's, that's true. Both of those things are true. And yet, all throughout scripture, including mm. Jesus in the garden, we see an interaction mm-hmm. with God that allows us to voice our honest frustrations, fears, pain, sorrow, all, all the emotions mm. that are there. Mm. And I, I, th- I, I don't think we ever fully arrive at surrender if we don't fully acknowledge what's going on inside. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because that's, you know, some of the story 
Um, we clearly don't have, we have that this beginning, which is presumably, you know, right before some point she, she, um, she is pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and then, and then we really don't hear her, um, for a long time until a prayer. Well, no, she does. No, sorry. So she does, she does kind of have a prayer in there. Yeah. All right. But then we don't have much of her like thinking like, okay, when, when they're having discussions about, about, uh, when Matthew's thinking about like oh, yeah. quietly dismissing her. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, she's got to have some like talks with God in that, you know, like, like I'm, there's got to be all sorts of emotions going on. Totally. In this of like, God, what are you doing? And what is this really a view? What, why did you do this to me? Yep. I mean, she just wouldn't is, be human if that were yeah. the case. Is Joseph going to believe me? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Right? I know. Yeah, she doesn't know an angel is going to come yes. visit him necessarily. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, in fact, maybe maybe that's why the angel <laughs> visited him. Right? Maybe she's like, okay, but, you know, you're going to need to go and you talk, probably talk to, talk him, to him, please. Come on. He's like, that's my next stop. He's about to get <laughs> well, there. It was long enough to, it wasn't the next stop, it seems like. That's true. Because it was yeah. long enough for Joseph to, like, have second yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And what was that conversation like? Oh, man. But I do think, uh, so one of, here's one of the ways that I think we shortcut surrender. Okay. Um, and I mentioned this in the message, but that oftentimes we'll hear people say things like, well, everything happens for a reason. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And, um, and I always want to go, you know, ask like, well, what do you, what do you mm. mean by that? And because sometimes it's a way of, to prevent ourselves from engaging pain. Mm. And, um, and so does everything happen for a reason? I, I, I would push back on that from, uh, well, A, you cannot find that in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I would say that God makes reason out of everything that happens. Mm. And just in the same way that God makes good okay. out of everything that happens. But the fact that God can cause all things to work together for good means that not all things were good yes, initially. Exactly. They were not all part of his design initially. Okay. And so God is creative and he is powerful and he is uh, able to make all things work together for mm -hmm. good. But that implicitly means that not everything is good in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I know that for some, it's a huge challenge because it, we have to reimagine the way that we view sovereignty. But um, I would say that not everything happens for a reason. Okay, because it, it, let's let's just clarify. Because I think what you just said was was powerful. I want to I want to just repeat that um, so that our listeners hear that. Because I think this is profound. That not not everything happens for reason, but God makes a reason out of everything that yeah. happens. Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a look at. Um, I, I think I get I get what you're what you're. I mean. I, I definitely get what you're saying. If if everything happens for a reason, that would imply that it was all like meticulously planned out beforehand. And as if God was saying, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make this painful thing happen so that such and such and such and such. Correct. Whereas what you're saying is a, is looking at it um, even from the other side mm -hmm. and saying, now, whatever happens, God can make that a reason for that, right? He can, he can, um, he, he can, can make good together. together for good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would actually 
argue, and I'm not alone in this, that that's actually a higher view of sovereignty than mm-hmm. what I would say a deterministic view, which is basically that God controls every little thing. Yeah. And um, if that were the case, then I guess you could make the point everything happens for a reason. Um, but I don't see that in scripture. Mm-hmm. And certainly that phrase is not in scripture. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now if you're out there right now, um, and this doesn't raise a question or two then I just might want to suggest you may not be paying attention. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, this is one that, that, that should, and not that you have to write it in the, in the comments right now. Um, but I, I do hope that that's something that you're processing a bit because that's, that's huge. That's really, uh, that's a big deal because what you're saying is actually there's a, a higher view of God's sovereignty Yes, that would involve God being in control of all of all that's going on, being able to even bring good out of yes, out of what is what is what is yes. bad. Yeah, that God can do whatever He wants to do. Mm. Yeah, I, I... yeah, yeah. I I like that. It's like the difference between creating a you know creating a robot in a sense that just does what you've pre-programmed it to do versus creating someone who can freely or a thing or <laughs> something they could freely choose, right? We can create robots now. Yes. Right. And I don't know if we'll ever be able to create, you know, real artificial intelligence. They can actually make real choices and those kind of things. Uh, maybe we never will. Um, but it's clearly a bigger feat yes. to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to um, explain sovereignty to people um, with the distinction that um, as I read scripture, sovereign God's sovereignty does not mean that God controls every little detail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of every little thing. It it does not mean that God is deterministic in that sense. What it means is that at any point, at any time, God can do whatever he wants. And for whatever reason, there are, lots of moments where God says to humanity, you, you can choose and I'm giving you the freedom to choose here. Um, which is the very reason that sin is in the world at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the challenge to a deterministic view of sovereignty is gosh, God's on the hook for a whole lot of things that God says he hates. Yeah. 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 I mean, see, because, because that means that, that somehow in the chain of, causality right in the in the the way that that these decisions were made somehow in a sense god had to approve it and say yep yeah i want that even control or control it or plan it even worse i mean so there's different views of how that happens um but and i'd say the worst of them is that says you know yes that god chose to you know have hitler kill all these jews right i mean that that kind of thinking um whereas we would say that that's just that's just not that's not the heart of God. It's most definitely not the God revealed in Jesus. Yeah. I always tell people, if your theology doesn't have any place for the devil, <laughs> oh. like, then I don't, I, I, it's not biblical. Yes. Um, and so, right. If God controls no everything, the devil. even things that are uh-huh. evil, like what, where, where does the enemy come in? Yeah. And because yeah. Jesus seems to talk a whole lot about him. Yeah. Um, Anyway, 
so that's a good lens for people to think uh-huh. through. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Okay. What's what is the the enemy's role in this theological system? Mm. And some would say there isn't one. I would say that that doesn't line mm. up with what Scripture teaches. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that was one of the ways, Josh, that we um, circumvent we yeah. short com- shortcut surrender the other that i wanted to point out is that mary um engages her questions or her doubts mm-hmm. and she asked the right question if you find out you're <laughs> pregnant and a virgin how how uh yeah, great I question mary thank you, you. she her, her parents had, had taught her the birds and the bees right yes, <laughs> yes. um <laughs> but but what, one of the things i wanted to point out here is that i think in our cultural moment there's a lot of talk about deconstruction. There's a lot mm-hmm. of talk about doubt. And doubt is, in a sense, seen as, um, I don't know if it's a badge of courage or it's mm. a, a um, seen as an intellectual enterprise. Like, like the, the, if, you, if you're serious about intellect, you doubt. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, and what I don't see Mary doing is doubting just for doubt's sake. What I see her doing is pursuing understanding and pursuing truth. And then as she finds it, is willing to surrender to it. Um, and so I guess like for all of our listeners out there who are deconstructing their faith, who are doubting, who are wrestling with God, um, I would say, like, I want to encourage you, continue to wrestle, mm. continue to struggle, continue to ask good questions, but don't stop looking for good answers. Mm. And I would encourage you in, in your doubting deconstruction journey, to go back and really look at the resurrection because it seems to me that that's the early church's um, stake in the ground, as it were, yeah. to say, um, in light of all of the rest of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing that we keep coming back to is that Jesus rose from the dead. And if Jesus rose from the dead, it changed everything. Yep. And um, so that would be, I, I just, that would be my encouragement to our yeah. uh, listeners is to, question to wrestle to doubt to do all that with honesty and integrity look for answers mm. but sink anchor into resurrection mm-hmm. oh absolutely oh that's good that's real good now because you see so you see some of what in mary's question more than just a question about the logistics of this oh yeah a little, I think so. little question about really yeah, like a yeah, like a like a piece of come on. This it doesn't work that way. Like that's the that's not the way. And it typically the world doesn't. works. <laughs> no, it typically doesn't. It, yeah, I think sometimes we think that like back then they were just more used to miracles or something like that. Like yeah. as if that was just a normal occurrence. And so and and I think it's almost um, uh, it's demeaning of <laughs> of uh, that time to think and assume that they are just. Oh, those poor, uneducated people. They yeah. didn't know what we know about science and all. And sure, they didn't have computers and they didn't have these things, but they were not morons. No. <laughs> they knew just as much as any of us that that stuff didn't, doesn't just happen. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think um, I made the comment that for us, this story is sacred scripture. Yeah. But for <laughs> Mary, it's like Wednesday, you know, <laughs> and there's a difference. I think totally that we read the story now and it's, um, it's been, it's, it's, it's in the Holy book. Right. Yeah. And we know how it, we know where it goes and we know how it ended. 
And so we read it with the end in mind, but I think to really understand it, we have to try to get back into the mm -hmm. story mm -hmm. and, and ask questions like, what might she have been feeling and thinking? And oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, if she only had one question that you'd, you'd wonder, <laughs> right? I mean, my guess is there Maybe were a lot true. of questions <laughs> that she asked, yes. who, who knows? Um, or at least had, maybe not asked, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I do feel like it would have been, uh, it would have been very ungracious of any angel to not give her a good hour of, <laughs> of questions, right? Maybe more. Hey, here's what Jesus is going to like to eat as a baby. Okay. Here's his order. Yeah. Here's what I've talked to him. Yep. Okay. He <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than the, you know, cause once again, that that story could be, you know, could happen in a matter of 45 seconds, maybe, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, I feel like, yeah, you could read it less you than could, a minute. You could. And and actually that that is funny the way that we picture that. But to to think that, like, you know, he's probably not gonna make this major appearance, you know, whatever, just Who for knows, this short right? little like, by Who the way, knows? that's it. I'm out, peace. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's I mean, there was a lot hanging on this. And and one of the things to keep in mind, right, is if the scripture said this was all he said, mm -hmm. then we would go, well, that's certainly all he said. Yeah. But the, but we <laughs> don't know that that's all he said. We do know that this is what he said, yeah. the angel said. Yeah. And, um, and so maybe there was more, maybe there I wasn't, know. who knows? But that's part of what I would just encourage our listeners to huh. like, it, this is part of reading the scriptures with, with imagination and trying to enter back into the story. Oh. And, um, I see one of my uh, comments from uh, my, my friend Carolyn. She does that wonderfully and enters back into oh, the yeah. scriptures to ask questions about the day-to-day -day lives of these people. Uh, that I is, I mean, you can have decades summarized in one sentence in the scriptures. Totally. And you go, well, there's a lot that happened there. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a oh, lot yeah. that happened. There's a lot of Jesus's life that we have zero, zero recollection of or awareness of what, what was it like, for, you know, yeah, for 18 him, like, years or so, right? Yeah, the age yeah, of 12 to the age of 30. Yeah. Right. Nothing. So who knows? <laughs> I'm sure he was a good, good young those man. Are, those are pretty key years <laughs> too, which is, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Really interesting. I know. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, it, just an encouragement, um, to, to follow your questions. Uh, to acknowledge God's sovereignty. I love um, that the angel says uh, nothing is impossible with God. Hmm. And um, and so it seems as though that Mary's going, yeah, that's that's true. That's right. Hmm. Um, and so acknowledge his sovereignty. Um, I think that's a big deal. Hmm. And like we talked about before, a correct view of that is really important, but to know that God is in heaven, he can do whatever he pleases. That's Psalm 115, oh, totally. three. And, um, and that's true. Yeah. I love it. I mean, th this, and I mean, following or allowing ourselves to ask questions, I think is a, is, is so key questions of the text. Um, not, um, I think it opens up, it opens up a world. Um, you know, I, I think we don't we don't necessarily um, our questions aren't what guide us, mm -hmm. right? The text does, and uh, and yet there's some dreaming about it, yeah. and some having having some fun with it of of uh, thinking it through. Like, okay, I mean, here's a, there's so many questions I have of this text, but one of them is, you know, um, what if she said no? Right. 
I mean, like, what if she's like, ah, that's too much for me. Could you find somebody else? Do you have the right Mary? <laughs> you have the, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, what if that was some of the first questions or something like that? Like, you know, uh, I mean, come on, really? Me? Plan B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you I mean, go what to would have happened? Else? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. We probably wouldn't have that story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah. But here's one of the things I wanted to point out, Josh, was that sovereignty uh, here. I'm just going to read this section because I, th I think it's really important. Sovereignty um, cuts both ways. It means that we can pray to a God who is able to act and change our circumstances by his divine hand. Mm. But it also means that we must trust that whatever comes into our lives passes through those same powerful hands. The hurts we carry, the disappointments that haunt us, the pain that seems overwhelming, those things pass through his hands too. It doesn't mean we don't ask God for what we genuinely want, but it does mean that we continue to trust even if he says no. Faith is engaging the tension of asking and trusting, and if we resolve that tension, we probably lose sight of sovereignty. Okay. Okay, so so you're also pointing out that even the even the bad things you're you're kind of making a distinction here um they're not necessarily planned by him in that sense of like he's asked that you know he's he's responsible for it right um and yet you're suggesting that it they pass through his hands yeah so that's yeah, a that's allows. a that's a fine line okay absolutely yeah because he can do anything okay which means he can start or stop whatever he wants mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, my, my, I tried to make my wording intentional there that, yeah. um, whatever happens passes through his hands. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, you know, uh, if he knows, if he knows all, he knows what could be right. And all these things. Um, so he, he sees it. Yeah. And so in some sense there's, it, um, it doesn't, uh, cause I, I think people could still, People could still say, "Well, God, why didn't you stop it?" Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and that's a good. That's, I think that's a legitimate, that's a legit question. question. Right? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, hmm. Yeah, God, why did you allow this? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good question. Probably, you know, at some point, a question Mary asked. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it, at some point in there. Yep. Um, totally. Hmm. Anyway, mm. um, oh, and cool. then I just love that she says she reminds maybe herself, maybe us as readers, but she she says, I'm the Lord's servant. Mm, and I love right. that she locates herself in the story of God and not as the star, but as a mm. servant, as somebody who's willing to um, say back to God, you're this is this is about your glory. This is about mm. your fame, your name. And I'm my life is yours. So mm. if you tell me I'm going to carry the Messiah. I'm your servant. I'm your servant. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's a beautiful thing. That's a, a, a magnificent thing. Yeah. What, a, what an unbelievable honor. And, and she's going, if that's what you got from me, God, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. <clears throat> that, you know, that, that makes me realize, I mean, she must've been a, a relatively theologically astute person of her days, right? I mean, we actually see it as the Magnificat that happens oh, next. Yeah, she kind of places herself in this grand story yeah. of theology. It's as if she just knows that. And, you know, I don't know. Once again, I don't know how she, long it took to write that. I don't know. I mean, I know she. Yeah, you read it and you go, wow, she knew her scriptures. She definitely knows her scriptures. And she it's not like she's like Messiah. What Messiah? Mm -hmm. You know, 
Oh yeah. It's as that part at least as if as if she's like, oh yeah, we've been we've been waiting for this. Yeah. And and I I know that and I recognize that, and so there's a there is a I'm sure there's some serious hesitancy, but there's a there is some sort of excitement about this of like I'm your servant, count me in. Yeah. That's that's the that's the compelling part. Yes. That this little girl, um, you know, is uh, is our example of faith that shows more faith than I think any of us could or oh, would i mean yeah, a, i can't think of an anything example. that would be that uh, that would require that much faith yeah you know there's yeah, just not a great we don't get into many situations that require that much faith yeah yeah so i think this like and faith i think surrender and faith are almost ah. synonymous Ooh. um hmm. that i don't know what do you think yeah like, I, I, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really recognize that until you were talking about it, and I'm going, yeah. And and surrender that, like coming before God and saying, "Let it be," is a way to, of saying, "God, I trust you." Absolutely. Which is, uh, is the same as saying, "I believe, I believe you," or "I believe in you." Yeah. I mean, if that that idea of surrender is is, I mean, even in our, you know, uh, in a, in a war. If someone were to surrender, what they're doing is laying down their ability to do anything, mm-hmm. right? Their ability to to fight back, and to and they're saying, I, I I'm not going to, and I'm in your hands in a sense, right? Yeah. I'm I'm at your disposal now. Um, oh, and that's isn't that that is what we say to God, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna stop trying. I can't do it anymore. And God, I I need you. Yep. So yeah, that's that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, it's like waving the white flag. Right. Can't do yep. it anymore. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. Oh man. Well, I, I'm sure there's more we can go into on this. Um, and if you're, you know, once again, um, go back and listen, listen again uh, if you need to. But um, we've got a couple things to take care of here before we end, and we're running low on time. So, right. so let me. Um, let me prepare our our uh, our next segment. Our next segment um, is going to be a bonus segment. By the way, we have a we have we have more than one because, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan not only brought a book, Ryan brought two books. There you got it. You got it. Two books today. Two specifically it's, Christmas books. You know. Josh, I couldn't decide. We sort of um, teased uh, our listeners last week and said we'd bring something that was theologically meaty, right? That's right. Yeah. And um, so there are two books. There are two books. These there are both are two books, and they're both theologically they're, meaty yeah. in very different ways. Okay. 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 Um, all right. The first one is your crush, right? Is my theological, <laughs> theological crush. Theological crush. Yeah, be, be clear. Theological crush. That's Fleming Rutledge. That's okay. Kelly knows. The other kind of crush is not. Kelly knows I don't know what else. Yeah. Um, this is a, a book called <laughs> Advent by Fleming Rutledge. And um, Fleming Rutledge is an Episcopalian priest. And um, she is absolutely brilliant. She is. And um, this book, Advent, is a compilation of her sermons that she's preached over Advent. Um, 
over i think it's like 30 years oh yeah so yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of decades and a number of different sermons and this was the the book that really started to teach me what advent really was yeah um, interesting i picked it up and was horribly disappointed about <laughs> like gosh this, these sermons are sort of depressing oh you're disappointed like, why, about why okay why why aren't you talking about <laughs> jesus more and what's the deal with john the baptist and it really led me ah. down this road to try to figure out what is going on oh, here so she doesn't explain advent she just lives um, it in a does. sense or so she does. okay, okay. And yet, but there was for me the church calendar piece uh, and the wider understanding of the season okay um was i i just didn't didn't have it yet and as she introduced it it was um yeah just surprising to me okay surprising to me so there you go um i mean things like waiting and hastening the end of the ice age did she did she title a sermon that waiting and hastening yeah, yeah. she did yeah, whispers right. in the darkness all right i like that anyway so i like that it, waiting and hastening it's, though there's tension she's in these a sermons. she's a she's she's a funny she's amazing yeah i i follow her on twitter i've, I've read i've yeah, read yeah. crucifixion she's which is amazing yeah um she is a funny oh she my is. goodness she she's got opinions up she does she is not afraid to say them and yeah i've read her i i have you heard her preach yeah yeah not live but i would I like to her. i would like to she's very um episcopal like there you meaning, go like you can envision her sort of standing like, behind um a lectern robe, and, robe yeah yeah reading formal not like i i wouldn't say that like as an orator she's phenomenal mm. but her content is amazing it's ridiculous it's and, really good. and she is her theological training is she a uh I don't believe I mean, she's here. She is. She's writing. Um, she writes material like this one um, and the crucifixion, which is at a level that is um, that is uh, super impressive. And yet I don't believe she has. I don't think she has a Ph.D. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't at least her. not. a. I mean, she you know, she's got this mind that is impressive. Yeah. They don't ever refer to her as doctor. No, you're knowledge. right. You're right. And so. I'm just, I'm super impressed that this, out of this tradition, um, and hers is a bit more of an academic tradition mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that the pastor is, is very, um, is very academic. They, I mean, they read. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. I mean, well-written sermons, but that's where she gets a lot of her insights for these books that are outstanding. Yeah. Really she cool. did a uh, she did an Easter book that was similar, a compilation of sermons called The Undoing of Death. Mm. And oh. um oh Oof. This is so good. That's so good. That sounds yeah. like a good yeah, a good Easter. All right, do we have time for one more? Uh well let's, we've already we've already pitched more. it, so we okay. have to. All right. Um so this is a short book <clears throat> that's entitled and and I love these titles from the um often from like the touristics yes, and the, these early these, church yeah. fathers and they yeah. uh, <laughs> This is yeah. Title things. They just didn't. It, they weren't trying to sell anything. No, 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 no branding. This book is called "On the Incarnation." <laughs> I've and... got some thoughts on the incarnation, so I'm going to write a book about well, on, on the incarnation. incarnation right? Yes, that's, it's clear. It's what it is. Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, <laughs> why, why uh, muddy the water? That's right. This that's is right. What it's about. Um, it's by uh, Athanasius, and I try my best. I, I just got a. Um, uh, 
a paper copy of this because over the last few years I've been reading it electronically and I just want to mark it up. But I've been trying to read this book um, during Advent for the last few years just to try to enter back into how have people historically throughout the church hmm. interacted with this this uh, holiday that we're celebrating. And so um, Athanasius is brilliant. Um, it's fun to see how people thought, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So. And of course, what I notice on this is that there's an introduction by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. That, on this. Well, there's a number of different versions of on the incarnation. Is there? And um, I'm, I would guess that there's some that you could get on Kindle that are um, free. You know, mm -hmm. you could probably oh, sure. yeah. Found yeah. It, find it for free. This one, um, this version and translation is um, uh, has that the intro by C.S. Lewis. So I like that one. Yep. Oh, that's cool. There oh, man. Go. Well, two bucks for the price of one. Two bucks. And look, you only paid for. Oh, no, you didn't at all. But uh, all right, man. Well, well, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for uh, for breaking this down a little bit more. Yeah, always. I mean, it's always great hearing the message, but then being able to kind of dive into a little bit more and and allowing me to ask questions, yeah, allowing us fun. to 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 open it up a little bit more, get behind the curtain some, mm -hmm. and see what's going on. Uh, and I would just say to our our yeah. listeners too, if if you guys pick up either of these or the Tim Keller book that we yeah. referenced last week called Hidden Christmas, and have thoughts about them. Questions. We'd love to interact oh, around yeah. this kind of stuff too. So, absolutely, absolutely. Know. All right, everybody. Well, uh, Christmas is coming. We'll be here next week, and then we can't promise. Uh, no, next week will we? Will we? Oh, next Wednesday. week, third Wednesday. Oh, in fact, we will be. Um, and we're gonna we'll kind of doing this seven. live in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. So, so um, we'll be. We're gonna be doing some things at seven o'clock, which means that if you. Uh, if you're joining us, 6.30, excuse me, 6.30 even, and uh, uh, we'll be in the chapel. There'll be all sorts of people. It is our third Wednesday growth track, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with Christmas and some traditions and all those things and looking at how can we redeem a tradition uh, because it's been redeemed in a lot of ways, right? I mean, so anyway, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun time talking about culture a little bit, talking about Christmas. and. Uh, and it's going to be a blast. So, so join us if you can come. Uh, we'll be in the chapel on uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday, 630. If not, join in right here, and we'd love to see you. All right, everybody. 730 for Carolyn. That's right. Yeah. That's 630 Pacific. on the Pacific. Yes. Pacific time. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. God bless. All right. Bye, you Have guys. A great week. Have a great day. See you soon. Yep.